And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I love this city. Um, I literally, you know, done everything that I can. Um, you know, I mean, this situation is, is, is crazy. You know, it's something that uh, I don't think can be fixed. So, um, yeah, thanks. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday morning. We've got all your Tuesday night action from the NBA right here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. That's Mo Dakio. We got Andrew Schleck having the computers. Putin, don't miss exclusive in-depth coverage of this unprecedented sports season. Subscribe now and save. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding. Receiving all acts of sub for just $3.99 a month. Coming up on today's show, NBA and the MVPA agree to new protocol. James Harden says it can't be fixed, and the Pacers bounce back. But first, Mo Joel Embiid, the old JoJo monster's back. Oh, my goodness. Sixers 137, Heat 134 in overtime in Philadelphia. This was a this was a weird game because you had just a lot of swings. It looked like Miami was going to be all over them early, and then Philadelphia came back with a monstrous third quarter. Joel Embiid, 8 of 8, had 20 of his 45 points in the third quarter. And then the Heat went on a monster run in the fourth quarter, like a 22-5 run. Tyler Hero takes over. They're up like five with 30 seconds left. This thing's over, Mo. And then somehow we get to overtime and the Sixers win. <laughs> it was so bizarre, Zach. I don't know how we got there. Actually, no, I do know how we got there. A uh, couple of bad plays. Hero with a bad turnover in the backcourt. Then the referees blow a obvious palming the ball uh, violation from Joel Embiid, and he draws a foul on Olenek. Unbelievable. Then he, Let me say this. <laughs> on, on reviews, okay, if you see a guy make a violation as you're checking something out, let's just end the end the review. But, you know, actually, he carried the ball, and we forgot. Like, we didn't well, that see should be- that should be the review. The yes. review shouldn't. The review should be like, let's look at that whole. Let's play look again. at the play. Right. It, it shouldn't just be we're reviewing whether that was a foul or not. Because we're seeing it too often. We're like, dude, travel. But yes, you're right. The foul call was incorrect. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and, and and if you're the like, if I'm the ref, I'm looking at the coach going like, yeah, I blew that one for you. Right. My bad. Like, there's nothing. We know it's going to say that on the two minute report. But also, let's give a little bit of credit too because. Embiid still had to make the shot to tie the game, yeah. and he made a nice, you know, uh, pull up jumper right around the free throw line. Drilled that. Precious, then in overtime, Chua like did a great job contesting that too. That was good defense. That was just a better shot. Yeah, no, I, I thought Chua had a great game. You know, in terms of the way he played and kind of kept things going, and Embiid just went off even in overtime, hitting I think it was like the first seven points. Then he got too excited, Zach, and took like a real deep three, and I was like, "Oh, they might blow it here." Gotta have a heat check every once in a while, right? (laughs) Um, There was (laughs) not when you're playing the Heat. There's no Jimmy Butler. There's no Bam Adebayo. Uh, They had eight guys out because of COVID protocols, Uh, but they still hanged, still hung tough, and and Mo, they should have won that game. Tyler Hero, that turnover. Um, that turnover was brutal. Like he, if he takes care of the ball and holds on to it, gets fouled, they win. If he gets a pass to somebody, they win. Right? Like he just, you can't have that situation. 
Yeah, it's just that simple. Like, and and if you're gonna have that turnover, have it and get the ball into the front court at the very least. Like, you know, inbounding the ball and then turning it over before you even cross the free throw line is just a massive problem. Right, a massive problem. He did have 13 of his 34 points in the fourth quarter. He was a big part of the reason where it looked like they were gonna win. Texting Heat fans, they're saying, "Oh yeah, we beat Philadelphia and all this stuff." And then you know, not so not so much. Uh, it didn't quite happen <laughs> so much there. Uh, you mentioned Precious Achua, seventeen points, thirteen rebounds, three assists. He was he was great in this game. Another great find by this front office. Also great finds by this front office. Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. Those are real people. I didn't make those names up. They had great games for the Heat just in these spot situations. Um, but it wasn't enough to overcome Sixers team. Sixers weren't at full strength either. Seth Curry, Tobias Harris were some of the guys out with COVID protocols. Um, it did force Doc to play play some young dudes, but this was all Embiid, man. Like Embiid was just so good. 45 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 steals. Uh, did have 4 turnovers, but Mo, Embiid was just – this is what – whether it's – Bam is in the game or not, look, he's got to go play against these dudes, and he crushed. Yeah, this is MVP Embiid, you know, and, and, and who knows if this is going to last as they play tougher teams and, and as the season goes on and all that stuff. But if he plays like that, this, this is an MVP-type year for him, don't you think? I mean, yeah, I, I, we're three weeks into the season. I'm not talking MVP. No, but... Th- Yes, you are right no, now. No, I'm not. No. You know who the MVP is? Every single person who doesn't say, hey, this guy's in the MVP conversation. What conversation? I'm not talking MVP. Also, let's get rid of if the playoffs started started today. If the playoffs started today, we'd be crazy confused why we only played 11 games. All right? Let's not do those conversations either. But I will say this, Mo. Joel Embiid's playing like an MVP. Oh yeah, no, I'm very much so. And if the playoffs started today, <laughs> something would happen that we didn't understand. Uh, ben Simmons, Ben Simmons had a weird game, right? Twelve assists, six rebounds in 32 minutes. Like, yeah, those are good numbers. He also took two shots and took two free throw attempts. Had five points, six turnovers, and he ended up fouling out in this game. Um, Mo, I just got to see more aggression from him, right? Like, they, you just got to see him try to make more of a mark on this game I th- he moved the ball well even with the turnovers I thought he moved the ball well um and he played good defense for the most part but but Mo like I, against this heat team with all these dudes out like go the rack this is the, the more perplexing gosh I can barely say that word uh thing we've seen from Ben Simmons it's almost like he's content with just being a passer and a solid defender and I and he's great at both of those things but what the team needs is they do need him to attack the way you said it especially in situations where if they're going to sit and beat and he's going to be on the floor he's got to take command of that offense and part of that is attack I'm not even talking shooting I'm just saying get to the rack go to the rim drive draw fouls do all of those things these are all things he can do and we see him do when he's aggressive but the passive sim inside of him is really just becoming a, a glaring red flag here about him and and i i'm i'm a big fan of his but i'm beginning to get worried yeah i just i, I just his standards should be higher than that right i mean yeah. they won, and they won the game and they had guys missing so whatever like you know Embiid was incredible so maybe it's nitpicking but i just feel like I feel like he needs to 
put more of a mark on this game. Um, Danny Green was fantastic, 29 points. He did take 21 three-pointers, but he knocked down nine of them. So you take that. Uh, I love a guy shooting 21 threes in a game. I don't care if it's overtime or not. Uh, so that was big. Uh, the Heat did grab 14 offensive rebounds, but gave up 16 of them to the Sixers. Uh, they made 19 threes, but they took 56 of them. For those math majors at home, you're right. Not a good percentage. Uh, but, you know, a couple of you know not-at-full-strength teams – Getting a, getting some work in. It was a fun game nonetheless. Pacers 104, Warriors 95 in San Francisco. Uh, we had the Pacers use a 12-0 run to take a 100-90 lead with 130 left in this game. It looked like the Warriors were relatively in control. They were they were handling this Pacers offense, and then Pacers just they got some big shots. They got a big shot from Holiday. They got big plays from Sabonis, from Brogdon. Um, you know, the other holiday was making plays like it was it was a good team effort. Once again, the tandem of DeMontis Sabonis and Miles Turner. Mo, last year, I didn't think this tandem was going to work together. I really didn't. I thought they had to move one of those guys. but They have made it work. Um, this this just looks like a very good Pacers team. And, and they had a bunch of dudes out as well. Right. Oladipo's out. Warren's out. Lamb's out. They had a bunch of guys out. Um, but it's funny, like seeing people on on Twitter timeline going, yo, Pacers are for real. I do want to remind them, yeah, but they lost to the Kings last night, and the Kings suck. The Kings aggressively suck. But it doesn't change the fact that the Pacers, very good team. I love the Kings taking strays on a night they don't play. Can they get one night off, Zach? Can you not get Yeah, it's called not- the playoffs. They get the whole time off. <laughs> All right. But let's go back to the Pacers. I think a lot of it goes back to the new coach, you know, Nate Bjorgen, who – I hope I said that one correctly. Uh, he, he just new offense, kind of spreading the floor out a lot more. They're shooting more threes. And the other thing I like about it is they look like they actually have a plan on offense beyond just the first option. Yeah. Whereas last season it was like, oh, the first option didn't work. They stopped that. Okay, let's just go one-on-one. And, you know, Sabonis has been balling down low in the post. He's been putting up big numbers. And I, listen, for everybody who didn't want Miles Turner in the offseason, he's kind of saying like, Hey, I'm pretty good, guys. Yeah, I mean, he Mo, I don't I don't think this is going to hold, but he's averaging 4 blocks a game so far through like <laughs> Just 12 absurd. games. Like that hasn't <laughs> happened in like like 24 years. I think the last time it happened was like 1996. Like, great. Like, it, it doesn't mean much. It's just a weird stat that I'm like, I hope this holds because we never see that. Like, that's Matumbo Elijah on stuff, right? We don't see that. We don't see Mark Eaton out there blocking four or five shots a game. And Miles Turner is doing it so far. He had four blocks in this one 22 points, 11 rebounds with it. Sabonis, so 18 points, 14 rebounds, six assists. Uh, Mo, I was trying to figure out as I watched this game down the stretch, uh, Warriors just, their offense fell apart. They couldn't get, couldn't get shots to fall. Was it bad Warriors offense? Was it good Pacers defense? You have to pick one. If I have to pick one, I'm going to say it was good Pacers defense. Okay. Just because I think, you know, they have that, they had the ability to say, hey, we can just lock down on Steph and let's just see if these other guys can beat us. And, you know, this is what other teams are going to do against the Warriors. And, you know, because they're able to lock up Steph pretty well. It, it leads to the situation where they're going to end up winning because mo- most nights the Warriors' offense, those guys just aren't going to be able to make that up. Yeah, they, yeah, I think that's I think that's true. Malcolm Brogdon did a pretty good job on Steph in this game. He Steph did have twenty points, 
um, on seven of seventeen shooting, but still a, a pretty quiet night. Weird that he missed two free throws in this game. I don't I don't recall that happening very often, but he missed two free throws. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had twenty two points, seven rebounds, three assists, five blocks in the game. Draymond Green had ten assists, six rebounds, seven points. Um, Kelly Oubre, 17 points, 3 of 7 from deep. Mo, maybe we're getting it's a little, a little hot little, streak. Little, might be waking up here a little bit. Possibly. Might be, might, be, might be time now if he could do this. The next game would be quite helpful for the Warriors and just for his uh, you know, three-point average. I, I, I assume after tonight it's maybe up to around 20%. Oh, come on. That's rude. Um, Aaron Holiday, <laughs> 16 points, 12 assists off the bench. I love Aaron Holiday. He's one of my favorite backup point guards. I just, I think he's so good. I think he'll be a starter in a couple of years on some team. Like I don't, I don't know how the how the Pacers can can have him and Malcolm Brogdon because they both should be starting at some point. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting situation in terms of that going forward. But that's future Pacers problems. Current Pacers, they just roll with what they got, and you know, as long as Holiday's okay right now in his role, I think that's a they're going to be fine for the time being. Something they'll have to worry about when he's a free agent. But right now, it seems like. He's just going to roll with what they got. And look, man, it, the Pacers are rolling. You know, we, who knows how long it's going to last. I know you gave that disclaimer at the beginning here, so I'm a little hesitant here, Zach. Yeah, but, they're not, yeah. Well, they're also not rolling. They lost the Kings last night. So, I mean, they, yeah, they but played you know, well but tonight, you could lose but to, you could lose they to, lost to the you worst lose team to, in basketball. You could lose to, well, no, the worst team in basketball is Minnesota. No, the Kings have the worst defense in NBA history. It's the Kings. But for one, <laughs> one thing before we go to the news, uh, James Wiseman, eight points, nine rebounds, two blocks in this game. Marcus Thompson from The Athletic asked on Twitter, can big men get better hands as they get older? He was asking for a 19-year-old. Mo, can big men get better hands? No. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Let's go to the news. NBA and MBPA agree to new protocol for players and staff. There's a lot here, so uh, we'll try to run through it real quick. Activities outside the team environment. For at least the next two weeks, players and staff are required to remain at their residence at all times except to attend team-related activities at the team facility or arena exercise outside or perform essential activities or a result of extraordinary circumstances away from work interactions are limited to those with household members, family, and any personal staff working regularly in the home. When on the road, players and team staff are prohibited from leaving their hotel or interacting with non-team guests at the hotel. Uh, Meetings have changed on the road for team flights. Teams must create a seating plan on planes that will 
kind of mirror how they're seated on benches. Game day players are prohibited from arriving at the arena more than three hours before tip-off. During pre- and post-game periods, players must limit interactions to elbow or fist bumps, avoid extended socializing, and maintain six feet of distance as much as possible. Face masks. You got to wear a face mask unless you're on the floor. Essentially, that's what they're asking for. Uh, testing any individual who regularly visits the interior of a home uh, of the home of a player or team staff member for a professional purpose must undergo COVID-19 testing twice per week for any team with a positive player case or high-risk staff member case. The NBA may require players and teams to undergo five consecutive days of twice-per-day lab-based testing in addition to daily point-of-care testing. Uh, Royce Young of ESPN had a quote from George Hill on the revised protocol. They can't tell me I have to stay in a room 24-7. If it's that serious, then maybe we shouldn't be playing. Mo, maybe George Hill is right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're I we're in a very difficult situation. I don't know what the answer is, what's right or wrong in this scenario, but these are quite restrictive stuff. It's almost like a, a moving bubble, you know, kind of what they're trying to create. And I mean... He could be right. I mean, you can also, you know, it's 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 just a tough deal. I don't know the right answer, Zach. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm glad that the NBA is postponing games now uh, because it, it just seemed like a lot of real dumb moves to force teams to cobble together eight players to dress for these games. Uh, so at least that's happening. But, look, it's going to get really bad over the next couple of weeks, not just in – uh, the NBA, but in this country, as we're still dealing with uh, with kind of that spillover from the holidays, right? Um, so it's going to get bad. I think some of this stuff is kind of a stupid idea in terms of the protocol they changed. I think some of it's a really good idea, especially in terms of trying to isolate and stay in one place as much as possible. We'll see if the players uh, follow it, and we'll see how the NBA will actually uh, levy fines or suspensions depending on what happens if protocol is broken. Uh, speaking of missing time, Kyrie Irving is missing even more games, and the NBA is investigating a viral video that showed him apparently celebrating his sister's birthday at a party. He was also on a Zoom campaign event for Manhattan District Attorney uh, during the Nets game on Tuesday night. He's expected to miss the rest of the week, according to ESPN. Uh, Mo, what? look, I don't really want to dig into more Kyrie stuff all that much, but with the idea that he's missing so much time away from this team, it doesn't appear to be COVID-related, but I guess I don't want to assume at this point. What do you do if you're the Nets? I, man, we're, we're hitting a lot of tough questions here tonight. <laughs> I have no idea. I think you just try to be supportive, keep in contact with them, and try to figure out what's going on and what would it take for him to want to come back and play basketball, or what's his end game? What's the plan here? Uh, and. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right, and I, I think I think with that, Mo, um, it, it, like at a certain point, he's just got to decide. Yo, you're part of this team; you got to play, right? Well, I mean, it's just important, you know. Here's the thing: these guys haven't played together. They need to build this chemistry and get used to playing with each other. And you know, you need to, that time on the court to understand things and the small nuances and things like that. So, anytime you know he misses a game, or if KD misses a game, or or any of the the key components, it's always going to be a problem for this coaching staff because you're trying to build that chemistry. So they kind of need to understand. They need to get an understanding of what the plan is here from Kyrie and and move forward accordingly. And and they can go from there. But right now, it just seems like they're stuck in limbo and trying to wonder and trying to figure out when he's going to come back themselves. And that just puts them in a tough spot. 
Speaking of missing games, Wizards Jazz on Wednesday has been postponed due to the Wizards not having enough available players. I believe that's the fifth game this week postponed for the NBA. Other games from Tuesday night, Lakers 117, Rockets 100 in Houston. Lakers held the Rockets to 14 first quarter points. Never a game after that. LeBron James had 26 points, even hit a three and turned around before it went in. A la Steph Curry, <laughs> celebrated with the bench. It was a fun moment, but Mo. That's not what we care about from this game. No offense to the Lakers. <laughs> James Harden, after the game by a Tim McMahon uh, in his press conference, said that the Rockets just not good enough. I love this city. I literally have done everything that I can. I mean, this situation is crazy. It's something that I don't think can be fixed. Thanks. He didn't take any more questions after that statement. He got up and left. Uh, but, Mo, this is about as public of a, yeah, I want to be traded, as we've heard from Harden, um, and at this point, man, it is uncomfortable. Like, look, the Rockets front office said, hey, we're okay being uncomfortable. Yo, this is bad. This is getting really bad because he has been terrible. What I mean, he's averaged 16 and a half points over his last four games. He's He looks like he's barely going through the motions out there. He does have 10 assists during that time, but he's shooting 40% from the field, like 25% from three. Mo, this is getting ugly. I mean, the Rockets front office might be fine being uncomfortable, but I don't know how the locker room feels about that. And that's a lot of the quotes that he said. It makes it tough kind of walking back into that locker room and being like, all right, guys, let's go win out. Let's go win that game tomorrow. Um, So it's going to be a a very interesting, uh, maybe is the right word, thing to watch for over the next few days. Also, um, you know, he had to wait two decades to get a head coaching job. Free Steven Silas. Right? Can we get that yeah. movement started? It's only been a couple of weeks, but free this dude. He deserves better than this crap. Can we can we sort of just like next season give him the 0-0 record? Like just just don't count this year towards his career record cuz he I might just feel like vote, he's getting He screwed. might get my vote for coach of the year this season. For all, I mean, look at what he's going through, you know, the fact they've won a couple of games. Look, that's coach of the year worthy to me, Mo. We'll find out if the season it's still ended shocking today. You have- he would be my coach of the year. <laughs> All right. It's still shocking you have coaching. You have the award voting. It's an accounting error that I will not tell the NBA about. All right. Spurs 112, Thunder 102 in Oklahoma City. Lonnie Walker the fourth led the Spurs to 24 points. Spurs have now won four of their last five. Nets 122, Nuggets 116 in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant puts up 34 points, 13 assists, nine rebounds, melts the face of the Nuggets down the stretch. He plans to play Wednesday night in the second night of a back-to-back. Mo, KD is killing right now. Yeah, any concerns anybody had about what KD would look like coming from the Achilles, I think we can put those to bed, right? I think we're all good on those concerns, at least for right now. And then Jazz 117, Cavs 87 in Cleveland. Cavaliers, welcome back to the NBA that we know you for. Um, Donovan Mitchell had 27 <laughs> points. Cavs scored just 36 points in the first half of this game. And then Celtics and Bulls were supposed to play tonight, but they were postponed. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. The Athletic NBA show coming up on Wednesday. they got Hoops Adjacent. we got Point of Contention on Thursday. Nerdishy Road on Friday. Make sure you check out the great episodes from Basket Buds back on Monday and Tampering on Tuesday. Make sure you check out No Dunks every single day house of strauss all the team specific shows check out the restricted area on the athletics youtube channel 
Big Waz and I have a fun one for you this week. We're going over rookies, we're playing contender or pretender, and we're going over some trade ideas for Bradley Beal and the aforementioned James Harden. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash daily dang, $3.99 a month. Wear a mask, stay inside, pretend you're under the NBA protocol. Just try to keep away from strangers as much as possible. And Mo, hit me with that sign-off. Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.